0: Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, certified financial planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, August 18th, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812 316 2079. You can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at LindsayWealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your questions or topics on the show. Well, I have to say, um, and see people be like, oh, well, you were wrong. Yes, I was definitely wrong last Friday on, on the SP, SPX, the S&P 500. But again, this is why I always tell you. It's a prime example of why I say you shouldn't day trade. Because everything was set up perfectly, supposedly. Everything's all stars aligning here that we were supposed to have that market bottom. And I said, yeah, well, it will it'll, it'll, we'll probably come up and we'll probably have a top uh, sometime between Tuesday and Thursday. We still haven't even found a bottom yet, folks. It continues to slide. This is why you don't day trade. Uh, More than happy to say that I was wrong there. But what I can tell you is as I look at the chart and and we go back on these bars, we went to oversold on exactly August 4th. Since then, we've had 10 bars. uh, So we've had 10 trading days is exactly what's taking place there uh, over that time period and usually you only remain there for four days we've remained there the entire time um, that is not a positive sign for stocks by any stretch of the imagination the key part is are we going to find the bottom and again what you have to have is you have to have two up days in a row on a daily basis to confirm that a bottom is in doesn't always mean that it will be but the fact that we're oversold you get two up days you should move out of oversold and should be moving upward however with that being said things have been slipping and things have been slipping downwards at this point in time as we do look at the weekly spx and again these are not recommendations to buy or sell this is just basically telling you the positions that that currently are in is the market should be sideways or down for at least another two to three weeks uh which puts you in, into september for sure uh on, on a weekly weekly basis logical would be at some point here very soon we make a daily low we have a three four five day correction upward and that 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 there would shoo, should signal the one or a that would be the two or b up and then the leg three down would start at least of this wave is what you would expect especially with the time horizon that we have and uh that is the position that the s p 500 is at this point in time uh several things made the market nervous definitely wednesday this week golly the, the fed came out and said well we're actually afraid that inpla- inflation might be stronger and we may have to hike interest rates more We've been saying on this show that I've been telling you hogwash all this time. The commodity prices are getting in ideal positions to be bottoming, which if they do continue on an upward momentum swing, commodities is just something that can be turned into something else, which is inputs for all products. It just means inflation will be here and it will go stronger. I don't see them cutting anytime soon. So you want to be paying attention to that just so you understand uh the next fed meetings not until september um to watch what happens here but the fed minutes did come out on wednesday uh that did not go over uh well with the markets whenever they saw that that was happening but i don't see how people couldn't see that or or think that that was going to happen at this point in time so that is just something that you want to keep your eyes on and make sure that you have an understanding of uh without getting to a daily low the projections uh, there's no projections to really be made. Um, we got to we got to figure out where the low is. We should get a daily low by next week. Uh, this is this is very very weak for the market. There's just no buying power coming in where it should be coming in. Uh, and and following through some of these things, uh, you also went below the 50-day moving average, uh, which is hovering around 44.37. Uh, so that's uh, that's another negative sign when you fall below that 50-day moving average. That is not positive for stocks. So all these things are just some things to keep in mind here. Uh, we'll be watching, keeping you informed of what is happening with the S&P 500 and with, with the other markets here. Uh, let's take a little peek at some of those uh, just so people understand where, where we currently are. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it actually tried to come out of uh oversold it's sort of neutral right now though uh so you have to be a little careful there hovering right around 50 50 so uh you would think the pattern would be up but since it's uh, been down here or with the way the bars are a little caution is warranted um stronger position than the s p 500 at this point in time but at the same time i say that If you go all the way back to July 19th, uh, the S&P, or or excuse me, the Dow Jones Industrial um, hasn't moved at all. It has been straight sideways uh, for a long time. The weekly there should be down for at least three or four weeks is what you would think should happen here um, with the Dow Jones Industrial Average under its current position. So, We will see if that high is put in. Uh, You really need to get a close below, let's get this on a weekly basis here, 34,299 is a close below that. would confirm um, that a weekly high is in. Still a little little hard to tell on that one. It's just not as clear cut. Now let's look at the Russell 2000. Russell 2000 on a daily basis completely, it's oversold so bad um i can't i got to count the days here uh it's been 8 days o- o- oversold uh it's going to take a little bit to, to move out of there even with some positive even with some positive news cuz it's been on such a downswing uh and looks like definitely the um the weekly high should be in there uh, it's already cutting back. We, we will see if we can get a stop around 1,800 or not. Uh, it's got three or four weeks to go sideways to down. Uh, if it doesn't stop there, uh, could be in for something, could be a sign that it's moving to newer lows, which the the lowest close that we had was 1,665. So Keep an eye on that, because the Russell's front-running most of these markets, at least in where it is, from a pattern position when you look at a chart. uh, It's running out ahead, uh, even even if it's not as high. So that's why you keep an eye on that. Uh, Looking at the NASDAQ, this is the normal NASDAQ, not the NASDAQ 100. Uh, It's moved out of oversold on a daily basis. At this point in time, it's almost neutral, though. But it's continued a downward swing as well it has not been as oversold as the others uh it's only been seven days that it has been but you're right around the 50 50 point 50 marker again so sort of sort of neutral there all these things are trying to find a bottom the weekly the weekly only has another week or two there um more than likely on the nasdaq but a weekly high should be put in so anything that does happen after the next one or two weeks should just be a correction, followed by a resumption of the trend. Uh, downward movement is what we should see there. So do keep that in mind. Uh, but that's how those markets are shaping up. More interesting market. The 30-year uh, bonds oversold, continuing to move downward. Uh, bonds are under, under pressure from a... Pricing standpoint of continuing to go lower, uh, the the weekly the weekly is oversold as well. So sorry, I was looking at the daily. The weekly it only has a week or two. It should be finding a bottom here at any point in time. This has caused a problem because what's happened with the the yields is the ten-year yield actually uh, hit four point three percent. Be very interested to see if we can get a close on Friday at four point three percent. Uh, that would that would be a new high on the yield. Remember, if the yield's up, the price is down. So we're paying very close attention to this and what's happening here. Uh, it's sort of the same on the 30. It's at 4.4%. You've got to be paying close attention to that. Same with the 5, 4.426. It's because it's testing resistance again. If it does break through higher on this, then more than likely what's going to happen is bonds are going to continue to go down, which is exactly what I expect to have happen. As they continue to go down, the yields will get bumped up. Uh, this is just telling you again that people don't think things are right out there. If they're selling um, with these bonds, if they're continuing to go out here and continue to buy buy buys, they um, they're, they're losing price but gaining yield. Uh, it's an interesting phenomenon, and it's something to. It's what I keep telling you to pay very close attention to because we have the inverted yield curve that continues to happen here as the one month is at 5.36 and the three month is at 5.44, the six month is at 5.5 and the two years at 4.96, uh, pushing, pushing that five. Uh, so that's where you got you to pay attention to this. It is telling you a lot. Remember, it's two and a half times the size of the equity markets. People can try to poo-poo that, but that's a big thing to pay attention to. Uh, and you want to pay attention to the longer-term yields when they're making those kind of price movements. Uh, that it's unusual. It's it's something to it's putting pressure on the stock market. Let's put it that way. And that's why you want to be paying attention to it. We do need to go to a short break. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answers right back after this short break. Welcome back to financial questions real answers this is your host darwin lindsay certified financial planner if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on facebook or twitter send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com uh, before the break there we were going over the treasuries and just again highly important to be paying attention to those and what does happen with the yield movement that is taking place uh, it's something that, to, to behold. Again, they gotta issue so many bonds here in the next year uh, that, that I do think that there's gonna be more and more pressure uh, just because I don't think there's gonna be enough funds to go around. If you gotta increase 50% of your bond sales, then that means you need a lot more money to be able to go in there and do that. Now, you may say that there's cash on the sidelines and they can do that. However, uh, at the same time, I would just say, if going up 50% of bond sales, it's gonna be really hard uh, in my opinion, to keep the rates low and the prices high, I assume the prices will continue to drop and that's the, that's the way the charts are set up as well. Uh, moving on to gold. Now, people, I had a question about this and I, so I wanna make sure I address this here. On almost all these contracts, anytime that I'm talking about a commodity, I am using a continuous contract. The reason I do that is it's just easier than saying the December contract. If you do watch closely on CNBC, Fox Business News, when they put up gold prices, prime example, they added up here this morning, it's gonna be higher than this because they're using the December contract. You, and you have, to, you have to pay attention to contracts, especially if you're truly trading this all the time, it's very important to understand what contract you're looking at because It is, and that's why it's called a future, it's a price in the future. The difference is the continuous is trying to give you what the daily is, and that's what I try to give here, just because it's very consistent and it doesn't jump around, and I don't have to continuously tell you uh, or, or address the symbols that I'm using to do this because the numbers jump around. So if my numbers are a little bit off from what yours are, it's probably because of a continuous contract is more than likely the case, and that's why mine, usually, especially right now, as you look at the contracts, the continuous is a little bit lower. So just understand that. But as long as I just try to be consistent and to use that, it's it's too hard because again, when you start going in the futures, well, someone can say, well, which contract are you using? That's that's too hard to do because there's contracts for all sorts of months out there. So that's why we use the continuous. So I just wanted to address that question that that was brought up and and hope to clarify that again we we use continuous contracts here on on these futures that we do talk about gold gold has just continued downward um on a daily it has been oversold now for 10 days uh continues just to go downward it's a very long time to be down here uh getting interesting here on the gold you have from the May all the way down into July 29th. That, that was your first wave down. You've had a, you had the B wave correction. You're starting the C wave. There's, there's some mixed indicators here, uh, meaning the timing for a possible low could be in the next couple weeks. At least if you look at a weekly basis. Now, the key question is that that is that's really non negotiable. That will happen. The question is is that the bottom, or do we have a correction off of this for three to four weeks and then we move down to 1800 or so? That's what we really don't know. We really are not in the target range yet uh, of where you would expect to be Uh, really that way. That is from 1863 uh, all the way down to 1760, probably closer to that 1800, 1850 range would be the more idealish position to get into. However, being at 1896 or around there right now and looking to do that, I don't see any way in the next two weeks you drop 100. Uh, Maybe you could. Uh, just, just don't see that that is the high probability, but again, it doesn't have to, we really just needs to drop about another 2%, get down around 1865, again, on the continuous contract and anything in there, uh, you gotta think you got another two to three weeks here, but you are going to find a bottom there. If that does happen, I would expect gold to be going, uh, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you have to think that it is in a prime position uh, to be moving higher, uh, and that would be you're you're looking somewhere there in September for the the probable bottom. Now we have hit the minimum, the minimums this week. That's the 0.382. So so we are there. It's a new low. Uh, so some of these things are starting to come together. Uh, that that can that can definitely be said. However, uh, a little premature especially with the way the chart pattern is set up and where you would expect this for there to be a low at this point in time at those levels. So when you start looking at these other things, you're starting to talk anywhere between about September 1st all the way to September 15th would be the ideal target, the ideal low. If that does happen, that is more than likely a wave two ending. You will have a wave three, Gold should go up quite a bit. It's in a position to. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. And, but that is where, that is the absolute positioning on gold at this point in time on a continuous contract. Looking at silver, silver looked like it was trying to move out of overbought. Now it's actually, uh, or excuse me, oversold. It's actually moving back down to oversold. Um, I always get a little nervous when you see that uh that, that's what's taking place on a daily basis on silver silver basically the same timeline as gold still have the target which we've said uh for about a month or two should be down around 21.76 to 20.71 so it needs to drop uh a little little under a dollar from here uh, which is probably going to happen in those next uh, two to three weeks, why it tries to do that. However, we should be getting a daily daily low. Uh, or, nope, sorry, that's wrong, long chart. Yeah, the daily low still should be anytime within the next, next couple days here for that. Uh, so you're probably gonna have three or four days up and then it will go back down. If it doesn't happen there, you'll probably have another time up and then one more down that puts you out of four weeks, right in line with where these are. So that's what you need to understand there looking at the dollar index uh we did have some questions regarding this and whether uh exactly what what we think is happening here with the dollar index okay more than likely the dollar index has been overbought and continues to be overbought on a daily basis Uh, it has been overbought for six trading sessions Uh, looking at it on a weekly it still should be up for another two or three weeks what we're looking for is that to go into um the, this is where it gets really tricky on the dollar i it, it's it's so interesting here on the pick because it could go up to 105 or 106 that would be it would be near a weekly high and you would think that the bottom would drop out of the dollar which very well could happen however it's also, that would tell you, uh, depending on exactly where that goes, um, it, at least for the time being, it's going to move up. But it looks like it should should roll over and go down. If that's the case, then we need to take a look at the euro dollar, which should be in the exact opposite position. On a daily, it should be, should be moving up at any point in time. On the weekly, it is oversold so it is looking to to come up uh at this point in time so that uh, that actually would be pretty accurate uh depiction telling you that hey if the euro dollar is going to go up the dollar should be going down and the euro dollar seems to be a little bit ahead of the actual uh dollar index that we're using so that is uh, that's just it's, it's getting close to probably switching there and the euro going higher and the dollar going lower. Bitcoin. Bitcoin has actually been down here. Uh, lost a little bit. We should be getting near a daily low. The weekly is probably got another week or two to go. Uh, oil. Oil is selling off. Uh, it is moving downward. We should be near a daily low. We've, we've gone back under $80. $80. Uh, looking someplace possibly the 74 to 71 it depends on what you call the low here so it could be higher than that it could be 76 to 74. Um, the weekly though is rolling over and it should be down here uh, for three to four weeks what should happen on oil Uh, soybeans should be near a daily bottom it continues to go down Uh, the weekly is very close to oversold should be there within the next week or two may even be by next week uh, with what's happening here corn is trying to move out of oversold on a daily basis the weekly is oversold any point in time should be trying to make a move out of there Uh, natural gas has continued to uh, move downward and quickly since it didn't cross really that $3 market held there. I would expect uh, that what we have here is once it does bottom, there will be a correction and it will continue to go lower. I don't think it's going to go higher from here. I talked about this uh, the last time. It looks like it should be down for another two to three weeks. Uh, looking at corn on the December contract, uh, we're hitting new um, new daily lows oversold. Notice how almost every market's oversold. Uh, the, the weekly maybe down for another week or two so that's what we have going on there uh, with corn on the that's a cz3 contract that we're looking at there um you know but man it's right there that everything tells you that this should be very close to the bottom at this point in time as always if you do have a question or comment you would like to hear on the show we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 follow us on facebook or twitter uh, send us an email info at financial questions real answers right back after this short break welcome back to financial questions real answers this is your host darwin lindsay certified financial planner if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show uh, we would love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on facebook or twitter send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com what is going on with retail sales? We see keep seeing people keep saying retail sales going up. Philadelphia retail, oh, yeah, it looks beautiful, all that good stuff. Let's just explain to you what's happening here. Um, retail sales, which include food services and drinking place, jumped by 0.7% in July from June after an upward revised 0.3% in June and a 04 increase in May compared to a year ago. And retail sales rose 3.2%. seasonally adjusted, not adjusted retail sales were 703 billion in July. The growth in retail sales though, came despite a sharp decline of inflation in the goods that retailers are selling, such as motor vehicles, gasoline, electronics, and some uh, actual price declines. And it came despite the shift of spending from goods in which the retailers are, are here actually to sell to services. So the growth in July from June was driven by huge growth rates among the uh, number two and three categories for the retailers, which was non-store retailers, uh, mostly e-commerce, was up 1.9%. Notice what we said, e-commerce there. And the food service and drinking places was up 1.4%. Uh, retail sales are not a measure of consumer spending. They're a measure of how well retail retailers are doing. That's the part that you have to understand. What I keep hearing from everyone Heard it more and more this week. I even have a call from a business owner. Had nothing to do really with with what was going on. He's just like, hey, you know, how are things going? And I said, well, my business is fine. But I said, what I'm t- hearing from most people is that they are struggling, that sales are down, that they're having trouble hiring people. Um, you know, they, they can't move cars. They, they, they can't do this. People can't afford insurance. It, it just goes on and on, which sort of, you know sums up where I truly think we are is this is all about to hit ahead I, I would still expect these next two months to be very hard in the stock market uh, is, is what I would be expecting with the way that this is and it just gives you a taste so when you see those retail sales please understand it's, that's not a reflection of the consumer it is a reflection of the retail sales and that's the part that some people sort of get those blended in and say oh we'll see people weren't spending uh, it works a little bit differently in, in, in how they do that um, and because w- if you include services, uh, which retailers don't sell, and, and it's adjusted f- uh, f- for inflation, uh, that is how consumer spending uh, is actually calculated, and so it's it's calculated separately, and, and that's what people need, need to understand. So the retail sales, in and of themselves, are sort of flattening out. Uh, is currently is, is, is where they are um, here, here in the last, uh, last year or two. It, it is slightly up here in the last couple months, so you do need to understand that. Uh, but basically, it's, it's been sideways. Uh, if you're looking at auto dealers and parts, the three-month average sideways, or excuse me, it is, this is a three-month average sales, but over the last three years, it's straight sideways, Okay. Uh, it just hasn't happened. So all of these things are mattering. And that's why when people get a little conf- confused when they see these different things that, that, that are released out there regarding retail sales, but as a whole, the consumer spending is actually go- decreasing. It's actually negative. Uh, and, and that's what we're seeing. So all these little parts add up to, very interesting here on, on whether this market is going to hold or whether it's going to collapse. Again, I, I, I don't know what to tell you here. Um, we are still expecting the 8 to 10 percent off the top of the SP 500. Uh, if, if, with that, it is going to get you someplace down near 42, 41.50 ish level, which is the key level to continue to watch here in the next few months, because if that is breached, uh, the computers will start to sell tremendously and fast. And that is just assuming everything goes normal here. Uh, it feels to me that something is going to break, and I am just not for sure exactly what that is going to be at this point in time. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you, 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.